We're back. We're back. A lot to talk about this week. Another jam-packed pod. Jam-packed pod with Jack. Jam-packed with Jack. Woo! And just too much, Jack. Like I said, too much to talk about. The power rankings, the trailer video, our little secret collaboration we did last weekend. We got the number one overall draft pick coming on the show later today. These podcasts are just getting busier Uh. and busier. And I feel like the timing couldn't be any better with the big pod coming next week. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. This is the Pipe It Up Podcast. Cue the intro. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in on this fine Monday as we record this. It's Monday, April 24th, I believe. Less than a week away from opening day, which is wild. Counting down the days. Counting Counting down the days, Jack. It's getting too close for comfort, man. (laughs) It really is, dude. Trailer video came out. Oh, man. That's how you know. That's how you know we're close. That was straight up goosebumps from that thing, dude. Was it for you? Yeah. I, I I watched it with my wife, and that was literally what I said after I finished it. I was like, that just got me amped. And <laughs> her, response was, her response was, are you going to say that on the podcast? I said, you're, you're dang right I'm going to say that on the podcast. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. yeah, I got pretty amped too. I was already amped, but that got, you, that got me just a little bit of extra juice. The clip right in the beginning, Tom, where you're talking you know, up top there. At SoFi? At SoFi, and you know, talking about what's what's to come or just you know the possibilities of what could be in this 2023 season i mean chills absolute chills it did work out nicely that little sound bite didn't it it did i love i love the uh the insert of uh of robles too that was a pipe it up that was a pipe there it was up, a lot uh, of pipe pipe tag. it up got a lot of screen time in this trailer it in did. the beginning. <laughs> it did i think you loyal listeners out there who watched the video definitely recognize those i know i did right away yeah it's funny how Obviously, those lines that I said at SoFi or Jordan on the podcast, and there's a couple other pieces of dialogue as well. Those weren't exactly scripted for a trailer video, but they worked out super well. So it was funny. Oh, 100%. It was like a full circle thing because I, like, it made me think a little bit when we were at SoFi and that final interview we did was a big moment of reflection, you know, and it wasn't a super high pressure uh, piece of video. And Kyle and I got up there and casually just did it. It was very just off the cusp and that kind of thing. So when I was reflecting there on the SoFi trip and talk, and thinking about legitimately what are we going to do next year to one-up this thing, and since we left L.A. that weekend, all we've been doing is working towards doing things that are bigger and better. So it was a very fitting kickoff to the trailer, I think, for sure. And um, like you said, fired me up. I'm fired up even more than I was before. I do think this was probably Kyle's most well-edited trailer, in my opinion. Um, yeah. There were some great transitions the music was cool. The Drake little remix there somehow, some way, didn't get copyright striked. I don't know how. This will be the f- <laughs> this will be the first trailer that's been monetized in quite some time. But to make a fire trailer, you got to have a good song choice. So we usually just don't monetize. It's just not monetized. But this one is for now. We'll see how long it takes. But yeah, I really like the uh, new experience, new faces, same league. That sort of phase of transitions that was cool. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that was that was the the magics. Uh, claim to fame in the trailer i guess was our new faces with a full 180 with grant an absolute man beard and then <laughs> flashing to rj yeah. the 14 year old baby face i like that that was funny yeah you guys but yeah i really like that transition you guys definitely capitalized on picking up guys from both ends of the spectrum when it comes to age and maturity and experience but two good weapons yeah. i think for sure and we're going to hear from grant hopefully later on on this episode as well so 
um, stay tuned for that. But yeah, trailer was fire. I think the fans really enjoyed it, got people excited. Definitely stir up some speculation in the comment section as we showed some snippets of a couple different Major League ballparks. So fans are sniffing around there trying to figure out what's going on. We also announced like the schedule today with our highlighted series being quote-unquote special series. So I think people are starting to put two and two together. But uh, as we finalize things and things can become as concrete as they yep. can become, then we'll, we'll announce those officially. So exciting stuff. So much exciting stuff, Jack. There's been too much exciting stuff. So much so that's like hard for me to even figure out how do we emphasize certain things. It's a good problem to have. But yeah, yeah it is. It is. We got a lot going on we have in MLW so much world right now. We got the we got biggest we got on. the biggest podcast in our history dropping next Tuesday and I like don't even have a rollout plan yet. <laughs> that should probably be a high <laughs> priority right now. But yeah, just so much cool stuff. I guess now I'll address you guys that are following MLW on Instagram and I know most of you listeners do saw that we were teasing a big collaboration we did this past weekend out in Oklahoma at the Shangri-La field we've been to the past few years. So those of you that came saw it and I'm sure enjoyed it. And I'm not going to disclose who it was here. There may be rumors floating around. I don't know. But you guys will know within probably one to two weeks. And you'll see the content that was created in that same time frame. So it's going to be quicker than we thought. And it was incredible. I am still exhausted. But well worth it, and it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. So I have a question. Were the the fans that made it out to the Shangri-La Resort, were they sort of part of, like, not maybe not part of the collaboration that was done, or did they see what was happening behind the scenes, or was the meet-and-greet kind of separate because you guys were just, you know, you guys were doing business there? Oh, no, they, they were, they saw it all. I mean, I'll give the inside scoop as I, the best I can. So essentially this high-profile person we were working with wanted some sort of crowd there, but they were unable to disclose the location because it would have been too big of a crowd, if that makes sense. Uh, so with, okay. the, with the audience that we have kind of being that in-between size, yeah, like we knew if we were to disclose the location on a short notice that we'd probably get some sort of turnout, but nothing we couldn't manage, if that makes right. sense. So right. that's why it was handled the way it was handled. And the guest who... Once again, more spoilers. This is, we're kind of like the. He who the, must uh, not be named. Yeah. He who must not be named is like the main character in this piece of content. And we are the talent in this content, if that makes sense. So it will make sense. It, it, will, it will, will all sense make sense. Soon. And I'll, we'll talk about it yeah. in much more detail on this show, especially. And I'm hoping I can get a, a special guest that was also a part of this uh, content as well to talk about it with us. But I've already said too much, Jack, I think. <laughs> I don't want to get myself into trouble. I won't, but just stay, stay tuned, guys. This is uh, really big for the podcast next week and this collaboration. Two totally unrelated things, but both massive for MLW long-term and just like bucket list things for us. So super cool huge. stuff, Jack. Huge. Absolutely huge. huge. So like I said, too much to manage. We also had the power rankings, the always mm -hmm. contentious power rankings be released. Thoughts, Tom, right off the bat. Thoughts. I got some thoughts, Jack. As I alluded to last week, how I talked about how I was sort of low on the cats uh, coming into this this season, and they did check in. I think at number six on the power rankings, but that's one team I want to talk about. But first, I guess let's. I guess we should both share who we think is underrated, who we think is overrated. Does that sound good? Sure. So I'm going to say one team I think that got slept on a little bit is the Eagles. I know, there's so much talent in this league, so I totally understand why they're still sitting at number five. 
which is where they checked in last year at the conclusion of the season and the postseason power rankings last year. But I think the reason I'm surprised they didn't jump at all is because of the rule change. I think that definitely plays in the Eagles' favor the most. They were batting five guys almost all of last year. They only need to bat four now if they want to, but at least they have that experience and that depth, whereas a lot of other teams in this league do not. So there's a lot of question marks there for a lot of teams. So that's one team I think to be on the lookout for that falls in that bottom half of these power rankings. And then I think, like I said, Wildcats being at six, it's fine. If it was me who made these power rankings, I think I would have slid them below the magic just because they didn't really add anything. They got Liam, but he's not going to be on the mound, I don't think. It'll mostly be Kyle, Saylor, and Pearson. Pearson's one thing that I think was factored in here because rumor has it he's worked a lot on his pitching this offseason. So the Cats will be good. They'll be fine. But I do think that the Magic could have potentially jumped over the Cats. Just If you look at last year's power rankings, right? So at the conclusion of the 2021 season, Mallard sat at number 8. And they drafted Robles and they, we, whatever, talking about myself in third person. The Mallards drafted Robles and jumped from eight postseason 21 to five preseason 22, if that makes sense. So a pretty significant yep. jump just from the draft. And the Magic sat at number eight last year at the bottom after the season was over and only jumped up one spot to seven. They just flipped spots with the Gators who didn't draft anybody this year. So I think the Magic could have jumped higher. It's very hard to gauge how good the Magic will be, but I think they're going to be right there in the mix of things. So those are my kind of initial thoughts. Those are the three teams that stuck out to me was the Eagles, Cats, and Magic. That five, six, seven slots I thought were a bit interesting. Yeah. Um, it always kind of is, right, in the in that spot with the parity that we have in the league. But mm-hmm. I'll uh first I guess I'll address the magic and you know, maybe not jumping as high as some people would have thought. I'm actually okay with it, and I don't necessarily disagree with it. I think the the move for the Mallards you know, drafting Robles, the, the landscape of the league was a bit different, even though that was a year, only a year ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like the landscape of the league was a lot different and we've already added, you know, two great classes since then, you know, right. The one that Jordan was obviously a part of and, and this one this year. Mm -hmm. So with the magic having such a lackluster season a year ago, I, I feel like we still have a lot to prove. Um, so I'm not even really like salty about the, the seven spot. I'm honestly kind of, I mean, I'm not surprised. We, we, we did get, you know, some great additions in the draft. So um, I think the seven's fair. I think we got to earn it. We got to prove it. Uh, although we added a lot of skill to our team, it has to translate. So I mean, I'm actually okay with that. Yeah, I've said it before. The only thing that really matters is who's sitting on top come November, right? So yep. speaking of that, though, I do think the D-backs at one, it's hard to put them anywhere else. I mean, they've won twice in a row. But because of the landscape change, like you said, and more talent coming in and the rosters expanding to at least four guys, they're going to have their work cut out for them this year, I think. And I'm not sleeping at all on Jimmy. I know he's going to be right there in the playoffs. I'm sure they're going to make it, and he'll be fighting like he always does. So I'm not knocking them at all. But I do think there's a you could make a case to have one of those teams below them in that top four to, to jump them in my, in my opinion, once again, yeah. I didn't create these power rankings and I wouldn't even want that job because it's so hard and people criticize them regardless, but it's a fun thing to talk about. Nonetheless, that's kind of why I like them. hundred <laughs> percent. In terms of teams that are underrated, I think me and you have conflicting opinions a little bit about the wildcats. Okay. Um, 
I, you know, I played with Jackson this in this uh, this past weekend in the tournament uh, in Peoria, and I saw what he could do on the mound. I know that's fast pitch that we were playing, so it's a little bit different than the rules that we were playing with at the Meadows. But I really liked what I saw out of him, and I think between obviously Kyle the Goat, Sailor, and himself, I feel like they're going to be able to get it done on the mound, which I think is your main concern. Yeah, and, I'd say so. And and I think those three in terms of batting that's the best like core three batting in the league in my opinion so I think that they're, they're a little bit underrated now the the hard part is like I don't know who you put them above because <laughs> the rest of the teams are just are are so good I think maybe the Cobras I'm a little biased but I think maybe <laughs> the Cobras are a little bit high I know that they made the World Series yeah it's hard um, to knock it was extremely it's hard to knock them down, but it was an extremely close conference championship against the Predators. So I, I think you could maybe flip-flop them just because the Predators kind of had better bats all year long. They had an MVP in Ryan Cratch. So I don't know, maybe deserve to be in the top three. But other than that, I think the Eagles are in a good spot. Yeah, Wildcats maybe could move up, but I don't know. It's it's so tough when you only it's have a log jam up there, man. <laughs> it's just a log jam. It's like you you might as well flip a coin. Yeah, and you could flip a coin and 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 shuffle the two through six around, and it's like you you have no idea where these teams are going to end up. So I think that's what's so exciting about this year is like the Magic have something to prove. The Gators have a have a lineup that has already proved what they can do. They just had a you know, a down season last year compared to what they've been used to. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's like everybody, everybody has already shown what they can do. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy to see how it turns out. Yeah. A lot of talent here. I was going to say one through seven. Yeah. Toss up in my opinion. The only thing that I think should be pretty unanimously agreed on is the Gators sitting at number eight, just based on their record last year and not selecting anyone in this year's draft. And, I'm just dumping more fuel on the fire here because I think the Gators community is not already happy and the players aren't happy that they're not going to be a part of one of these special series as it stands right now, as you guys saw in the graphic on Instagram. So once again, adding fuel to their fire, which is fine. They need it, I guess. But they definitely got their work cut out for them this year. Um, No new additions. So those boys better be working hard before their first series and in between their series to put some things together. And I know they can do it. I know they're a dedicated bunch and and a bunch that's hungry to win. So... I wish them the best of luck, but definitely got their work yeah. cut out for them. I think the eight spot is deserved for them, but at the same time, I could see them being above any of those seven teams ahead of them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like if they execute and play how they have played in the past, if Chadwick has a good season and sort of adds to their chemistry and hitting ability, I think that they, they can be kind of dangerous. So that's our first matchup as the magic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as we talked about with Cheatham, certainly neither side is going to be taking that very lightly. No, not at all. Every series, every single game counts. And for the record, we'll let it be known that the Predators sat at number eight last year in these preseason power rankings, and I was in yep. full agreement with that, just like I am right now for the Gators. And the Predators absolutely shocked me last year, and they were one base away yep. from with nobody out from making it to the World Series. So 
if history repeats itself, I think the Gators will be just fine. But they got to earn and it. And the, co- the, the Cobras were seven. The Cobras were seven. The Cobras <laughs> were seven, nuts. and they made it to the World Series. Yeah, so. Baron, uh, dude. The co- once again, we talked about how good they've drafted. Baronowski, you know, he flourished last year, and, and Bean was the absolute steal of the draft last season. So, and I think Bean's only going to get better. But anyways, yeah, yeah. The, the Predators, how they got out of that number eight spot was the improvements that they made internally. Cratch really developed on the mound. So if the Gators pitching staff can do the same thing and then get the bats going, then they'll be all right. So nothing's given in this league. Everything's going to be earned, and it's going to get harder and harder and harder just like it has in years past. So uh, if you want to make the postseason and be one of those six teams, it's not going to be easy. Yes, sir. Subscribe right now. Hit that like button. Subscribe right now, guys. Hit that like button <laughs> no right better now. Time. Hit that notification <laughs> bell. Drop a comment. All that kind of stuff. All that jazz. Okay, we're back. Part two. And this is exciting. We have the first rookie of 2023 to join Pipe It Up. And it's the number one overall pick for the Metro Magic, Grant Miller. Grant, welcome to Pipe It Up. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Love, love listening to the show. Oh, thank you. You're a fan? Oh yeah, no. I listen. I've been listening uh, pretty extensively. I, I don't know if I've watched, listened to all of them, but uh, I've definitely went back and, and listened through a lot of them. Uh, I started listening probably maybe a year and a half ago, two years wow. now. So you guys do a good job. Nice. That's probably like right when I jumped in and started uh, started co-hosting with Tom. Yeah, me by myself yep. was too boring. Yep. I think I needed Jack <laughs> at my side to get some new fans. We needed the consistency. That's what it was. You were you were in and out co-hosts you know yeah couldn't 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 stay consistent with anything (laughs) then i found you jack yeah (laughs) now now we're rock solid tom (laughs) now we're rock solid uh but great rock solid thanks for joining tonight guys for reference grant is on his way home from a wiffle ball spring training game for his other league the kwl that i'm sure you guys have heard referenced in our draft video multiple times as baron plays in it sawyer plays in it um and grant also is a member of that league so, Grant, um, I know you're a busy guy, whiffling all the time, but go back to the beginning for us. When did you actually get into wiffle ball originally? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, actually, I don't think a lot of people know this, but I'm actually from Bay City. Um, so, it, it's kind of funny. Bay City uh, has, like, a rich wiffle ball history. Um, <laughs> I started I started kind of playing probably, I mean, I played all the time growing up, but, like, when I was, I don't know, sixth grade seventh grade i was always on youtube like looking up wiffle ball fields trying to create my own and i actually remember running into your guys's i mean you must have had just started then at that point i mean we're talking like to date myself i graduated 2013 so i mean that was probably like 2008 2009 or some time frame around there maybe even a little earlier so i remember seeing your guys's videos i didn't know you were in michigan at the time and i ended up creating a little backyard league in Bay City with a bunch of my friends. And then before me, there's a generation before me, it was called the Wiffle House. And they were like big in like the late 90s and early 2000s. And like they would have like tournaments where people would come in from like out of state and stuff. Like they were like really competitive tournaments. Um, so it's kind of cool seeing now like the Bay City Wiffle Ball League with Trey and Landon and Carson and Preston, like all of them. Like it, it's pretty, it's pretty cool to see. So originally played there, then I went and played uh, baseball in college, so I didn't play for a while. And then right when I got out of college, I was like, I got to play wiffle ball again. Like, that was, I loved watching wiffle ball, loved playing wiffle ball. And sure enough, I Googled it right away, like wiffle ball leagues in Kalamazoo and just got lucky that there was a league right here in Kalamazoo. And that was in 2018. So that's kind of how I got started and 
just developed from there from going into like national tournaments with NWLA, you know, playing, playing in mall last year. So yeah, I'm a wiffle head. <laughs> big time, big time. You've seen our content for a while and, uh, have known about MLW. Like you must've known that we were local, right? Obviously. Yeah. I, I, I think I came to that realization right about when I started picking up again, like I, I always saw your guys' videos, but I guess I never realized where you were until probably around like the 2018 timeframe um, when I started looking at wiffle ball again. So yeah. It, and at the time I was like, Oh, okay. That's like, cool. I, it, you guys are in, in Brighton. And then I think uh, we played you guys at NWA my second year, I think in 2019, I think Tommy pitched against us. I want to say. Oh yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> back when I, <laughs> you pitched great. Back you when I was great. good. Hey, I tell that story all the time, and no one ever believes me, but you were a witness to it. Did you get Grant with the gypsy drop? I was getting everybody with everything, Jack. This is when I had talent, man. This is when I was still in baseball shape, baseball pitching shape. But, yeah, I do remember that. I believe that was the first time I met you. And, um, you know, you got that nice beard, of course, so you're a pretty memorable guy. So I, I spotted you, you know, throughout the years since then. And um, I knew you were local, of course, and I, I think I always had a feeling maybe we'd get you into our league, so I'm happy we were able to do it. But... So once I think we've, you know, like I said, we've been in touch then since I played you at NWLA and I know you and Kyle have talked and stuff like that. When you knew there was a chance that you could be drafted into MLW, was there a specific team that you wanted to play for, honestly speaking? Yeah, no, I uh, definitely wanted to be on the Magic. Um, People can probably go back and look at some of the comments on uh, Instagram and I was trying to shoot my shot at Jack on the comments. I DM'd him once, and I, I think I said, like, hey, you don't even have to comment back on this, but I want to be a Magic. I just like the underdog stories. It's always fun. Um, so that was kind of why I was drawn to you guys. Plus, plus it, I, I think the guys on the Magic are cool, too. They're just kind of characters. Jack's all right. Oh, you're too nice. You're too nice, Grant. <laughs> nah, I love it. We are the underdogs, and we need that We need that chip on our shoulder. But... um. Were you surprised that we we traded up to get you in the draft? Obviously, you knew that we were kind of you were kind of our guy going into it, but did that kind of surprise you how that unfolded? Yeah, no, it was because I, I was wondering. I'm like, I was I was curious how it fall fall together, and when I saw that kind of break, I was like, wow, that's that's cool, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I was very surprised. But I'm not surprised. I mean, if there's anybody to do it, I feel like you and Tommy, you guys are always making deals left and right. So, part of the league. Jack's a swindler. <laughs> Why would I let him do it to me? <laughs> we're just, we're just, you know, great minds think alike. We come to agreements pretty easily. I think Tom and I most there's, of the time. We're businessmen. It's all business. We're businessmen. Yeah, yeah. We're always looking for a good deal. <laughs> I'm, I'm always. We're looking always looking for a good, for a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. But all right. So cool. I actually didn't know that you were. The magic was the dream destination, so that that's actually makes it even more special. But what are, what are the feelings like now? Are you are you nervous to play in the league? Are you mostly just excited? Uh, I know I know you've been playing for a long time and in pretty competitive and nerve wracking environments, such as the you know the World Championship tournament out there in York, NWLA, and I'm sure the KWL gets pretty competitive too. But is there any additional nerves coming into MLW just given the the audience size? Yeah, no. I- lying if i said i wasn't um i'm mostly pumped but um i'm definitely going to have like those opening day jitters when i play i mean and it's just a different style and like me being competitive like i want to be 
as good as I can be in there. But I mean, you know, I, I'll be the first one to admit that it, there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. I mean, I played, you know, fast pitch, but like that style you guys play is definitely different. I mean, it's a shorter mound, smaller strike zone. It's, it's not cut balls, it's scuff balls. And then you still got the base running aspect of it. So it's just a little different. So, I mean, I think some people might think I will jump into it right away, but honestly, I think, uh, there's going to be a learning curve. I mean, and you've kind of seen it with some of the other guys, like at least from the Kalamazoo league, you know, Baron took him a little bit to find an adjustment. Sawyer, you know, he, he picked it up by the, towards the end of the year, but it took him a little bit to kind of find his rhythm too. So, um, I'm just excited though. Overall, really excited to just be with the boys. Mm-hmm. Cool. Love that. We, we, we saw the schedule get released today. I don't know if you had the chance to see the Instagram post yet, but we have the Gators and the Diamondbacks as our out-of-conference games this year. Who are you most looking forward to playing this year, Grant? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't see the schedule um, quite yet, but I, I'm really excited for that Gators uh, first game just because especially for like Curdy and you guys uh, getting to play Chadwick again and <laughs> like listening into uh, Curdy's uh, <laughs> his banter uh, a couple podcasts ago for you guys. That was really fun. So I'm excited to see like the energy between those two teams as we go into opening day. Plus it's opening day. So, but um, the second team, obviously like the Cobras being able to play like Sawyer and Baron. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm like super excited for that. And I'm going to go on record now. I think people are going to think I'm crazy, but I think the Cobras are due for a regression. I, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if like they ended up being like fighting for that last playoff spot in the AL. Like, I think, I think like the Predators, I think those guys, you know, they're, they're looking good. The cats are always going to look good, but I think, uh, I think the people are going to be surprised and I'm, I'm willing to go on here and uh, call it. Plus I like to stir the pot with Baron. And so, so we'll see what kind of reaction I, get out of them. I love that. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even really like make that connection. I don't know why, because as you know, I mean, the Cobras are the Cobras. It's almost like they're everyone in the AL's rival, uh, just with how they carry themselves, but definitely the magic, or I at least think of them as one of our rivals, but we now have that sort of furthering of the rivalry, right? With that background from the from the KWL, so that's awesome. Yeah, I also did not even think about that. Now <laughs> I'm extra excited for that series. I gotta ask, Sawyer's pretty animated when he's playing with us. Is he the same way out there in Kalamazoo? <laughs> he, you know, I think he gets a little more because he's on my team in Kalamazoo. Okay, so he gets a little more animated in MLW, I think. But he's definitely a high energy guy. Like so, last year when he was a rookie and he definitely got super excited. Like he was like all about, it. I, I love it. I'm, I'm a high energy guy too. So I kind of feed off of it. Um, but it's, it's kind of funny watching the difference between him on the videos and on MLW versus like seeing him weekly in, in the KWL too. So it's fun. That is cool. It also might play, um, what might play into it. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but the guys in KWL are generally older than MLW. Correct. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got guys, we have like a 40 year old on our team. Um, we have a good mix though. Cause like they're starting to get more of a youth movement. Uh, there's like two team, one teams, you know, that's what's like Baron and Ty Smith and Jake Longman and Chris Baranowski, you know, they're all kind of your guys' mm-hmm. age. And then we have another team who's like, uh, they're like high schoolers. They're actually, they're like up and coming. They're like sophomores or seniors in high school. They're the guided whiffles they're called. But then a lot of the other teams are like, Probably average age, I'd say around 28 to 30. 
Um, but there's, there's guys who are like in their upper thirties who are like still killing it. And we got a guy who played with Derek Jeter. Um, That's wild. Like, he was a senior when Derek Jeter was a freshman at Kalamazoo Central. So it's kind of cool. That's insane. I did not know that. Um, but yeah, I, I was thinking maybe that plays into it. Maybe Sawyer's a little bit more comfortable around us because we are a bit younger, but hundred uh, percent. Yeah, he's a fun guy to play against and to play with, I must say. And speaking of that and your rivalries, talked about the Cobras. I kind of forgot about that one. But I wanted to ask about Jordan Robles. Have you guys, do you have any history playing against each other? Dude, we've played in so many tournaments now, especially me going in Ma. And I've never faced him. I've been wanting to face him for so long. We've played in NWA 2020. We played him and played against him but it was a pool play game and he didn't pitch or hit that game mm. um and then yeah in, in all the mod tournaments i've been to we never played his team <laughs> and the funny thing so is, is we're not we're not scheduled we, against you this year either so it'd be a world yeah, series of right, anything right. <laughs> looks looks like it's gonna have to be in the world looks series like it's gonna I have guess. to be jack hey we, we gotta ride jack guys MLW's rigged anyway, so it's Magic Mallards. We we already know this. Yeah. The script the script just got sent out. Actually, <laughs> I think I mailed it Grants out yesterday, so he should be getting that soon. Study up. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Study up. <laughs> I mean, that would be awesome because I think in terms of real wiffle talent that's gone across multiple leagues, multiple states, multiple years, I'd say you and Robos are kind of the two titans there in MLW now, so it would truly be the Clash of the Titans if that were the World Series matchup. I mean, it could happen. People think I'm crazy to say that oh, because the Magic record last year was not that good, but we saw how much Robles slingshotted me and my team, so who's to say you can't do that alongside your other new weapons as well in the Magic for that franchise? So I could see it happening, and I definitely have the Magic as, in I guess the public size, you could call it a sleeper team, but I, I do think you guys will be contenders this year for sure, which is exciting. Love it. Pre- appreciate it, Tom. Um, Grant, obviously, I think our fans, specifically the Magic fans, uh, are super happy about the the draft and, that we had, adding you, but as well as RJ and uh, and AJ as well in free agency. But I wanted to ask you, like, from your perspective, if you could broadcast sort of, you know, generally to the MLW fans, what would they? Or what should they expect to see from yourself as well as just the Magic as a whole this year? Yeah, yeah. I think the Magic are going to be just really fun to watch. Like, um, like not against you guys, but I think you guys kind of just got in that rut like halfway through the season. Um, and kind of, you can just see it in, in, in your guys' energy. Like, the energy was kind of down. Um, and I think that just kind of snowballed um so i think this year the energy is going to be up i think we're all really excited i tend to play with a lot more energy than i'd say the typical whistle ball player and you'll probably hear me uh projecting my voice because i have a pretty loud voice <laughs> so <laughs> um so you guys might hear me a little more but yeah overall um i think we're just excited to all play together i know um i'm excited to kind of play with uh the og guys with agner and curdy and bonham and i think you guys are all going to um, your game's all going to improve this year just with the kind of added focus and, and just, you know, feeling like you might have a little more run support in each game too. Cause I, I know that can sometimes be, be difficult. I don't know, Jack, if that's kind of how you felt last year. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And I know Trevor felt that way for sure. I remember having conversations with him where, you know, he kind of just felt like when he was on the mound, if he made one one mistake, you know, it would pretty much cost us the game. 
which he wasn't very far off. You know, a lot of the games we lost were like two nothing, uh, three nothing, where you know it was just we 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 couldn't couldn't do anything at the plate, and uh, you know one walk and one one two run shot, and that's game when you're when you're batting like that. So yeah, hundred percent. I think bringing you in to to really be a force at the plate is gonna alleviate a lot of the pressure throughout the rest of the team. So super excited for that. Yeah, Grant, I got to ask, is is one of the things you're most excited about just putting on the Magic colors this year? Dude, the Magic jerseys have always been my favorite. <laughs> you guys just are always looking so good with those. Just You guys got like the best colors, though. Like, let's be honest here. I mean, I've said yeah. it a million <laughs> times on this podcast. I don't know if I, can, I, if I can say it more to these listeners. Like, yeah, they're so sick of me saying how, how cool the colors are, but I'll die yeah. on that hill. Yeah. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You guys will be looking good for sure. The new jerseys, the new Triton uh, jerseys we were like released this year just arrived in person today, so we have them now in physical. So excited to get get those on you guys for your first series against the Gators. I think it'll be a uh, that'll be a good jersey matchup for sure. And and I'm just excited to see the new look Magic. I think that's a big series. Magic Gators, two teams a lot to prove. And uh, Grant, that'll be your first outing. So I'm sure a little bit of nerves will be there, but also a lot of excitement and hopefully a, a solid outing. Yeah, yeah. I hope. Uh, I hope. That series, I feel like we need to try and capitalize on, like especially being the first series. You know, not everybody comes out of the gate hot, but if we can capitalize on that series early on, I feel like it can set a tone for the rest of the year for sure. Tone setter, no doubt. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> but uh, thanks for coming on, Grant. Really appreciate you uh, hopping on the call here a little bit later in the day. Um, love the flexibility. Can't wait to have you at the Meadows opening day. I'm pumped. I'm jacked. What was your word, Jack, earlier? I'm amped. All, all the above. All the above. Amped up. Yeah. No, but but thank you, man. I, I really appreciate you coming on, and uh, let's get those wands up, fellas. Yeah, wands up, and let's get magical. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's go. Little new team slogan. I love it. All right. Well, thanks, Grant. Appreciate it, and I'll see you at the Meadows in about a month, man. See you guys soon. Appreciate it. Jack, that went so well. I'm surprised your guys' chemistry seems so natural already. I know, man. Over the phone, it's it's already booming. I can't wait to to shake the guy's hand, give him a proper dap. I feel like he's really gonna uh turn this franchise around. Every time I every time I whether it's on the podcast or FaceTime or whatnot, I just get more more excited that he's on our team. So I'm pumped. I feel like the magic might just be absolutely electric this year. I don't know why. I feel like it's just the perfect storm. You know, I'm the more I think about it, it's like last year was was not fun. Well, you know, I still had fun, <laughs> but but how much fun can you really have like when you're losing? I mean, we're, yeah, we're all competitive, right? We've we've talked about that before. But what I will say is, I think that the magic this year, regardless of the outcome at the end of the season. We're going to have a great time throughout the entire year, and that's what I'm really looking forward to. No, I think that's well said. I think everyone, the fan base should be excited. All your players seem very excited. Grant seems optimistic. He seems humble. I know he's got a lot of talent. Uh, It may just fall into place this year for the Magic. We shall see. The unis are going to be fresh, as we all know. Mm. But I'm excited, guys. It's going to be a good time. And with that, spring training is coming this Friday to the YouTube channel, so make sure you guys check that out. Of course, a week after that is opening day. We're playing opening day this Saturday. 
Yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. Brendan Schultz is running a marathon in San Francisco this weekend. We'll catch you guys next week. Jack, I like that. I feel like your guys' chemistry is already natural. I was surprised. You know, I can't wait to to actually like shake the kid's hand or give him give him a proper dap kid, up. This guy's a grown man. Yeah. Um, let me redo that. <laughs> I can't say that. No, I, that I can't say that. He's not a kid. That's good. He's not I'm putting a kid. That in the blooper. I'm not a kid. Okay. He's not a kid. He has a kid. <laughs> 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 All right, let's re- let's re- let's okay. restart from the top. <laughs> <laughs>